you're weird. <laughs> this is more easy. <laughs> and you try to mer- make more difficult. Yeah. yeah. But I make you enchiladas. I make the enchiladas with your salsa. And I make my enchiladas with my salsa. And see what you and think. And see what the customer said. This is the Real Food, Real People podcast. So it was a chance encounter that led to this week's episode. I was at my parents' place on the farm. We do this monthly breakfast thing, so we were there for that. And one of my dad's workers came while we were still hanging out there. And along with his uh, worker, who was coming to get his paycheck, was uh, a woman who was helping translate for him. We struck up a conversation. Fascinating story. So I told her right there on the spot, I said, you got to be on my podcast. And that is this week's episode. Elena Gonzalez lives in the same town as me, not far from my place. I hadn't met her before, but getting to know her and then hearing her whole story, I was blown away. You're going to enjoy this conversation. And, and it touches on a lot of things. She's a super practical person, doesn't pull any punches, just says it the way that she, she uh, knows it to be. Um, she shares you know, what it was like growing up in Mexico, um, around her dad's farming operation, coming to the U.S. and how that went, and what it was like then eventually achieving her dream. Um, and you'll find out about that in the podcast. Uh, and then losing that thing that she had achieved as her dream and what that has led her to and how she eventually came from Eastern Washington to Western Washington. We even get into some sensitive kind of controversial uh, political issues that are going on right now. I wanted to see what she thought of some of the things happening in uh, Olympia and in the legislature. Why not? Real uh, farm worker voice uh, on some of these important issues. So buckle up. It's it's a great conversation. You're going to enjoy this one. It's pretty long, but man, oh man, do we cover a lot of ground. And um, I guess I should mention, I'm Dylan Honkoop. This is the Real Food, Real People podcast. Uh, season two, here we go. I'm glad to have you along for the ride. This is documenting my continuing journey across Washington State. And this one didn't take me far. I just in my own town here just a few weeks ago. Uh, but I've been traveling all over the state when I can to capture the, the stories and the voice of the real people growing our food here in Washington State. I think that's the biggest missing piece in our food system right now is an understanding between farmers and farm workers and people who eat food, consumers uh, all across our state. Uh, when there are a lot of people trying to leverage different food fears and people lack of understanding about farming since a lot of our you know families a lot of us don't connect directly with farms anymore uh, it's easy for people to make a lot of different claims and I think the best medicine for that problem is just hear from the people growing the food themselves what do they have to say it should be their voice that we listen to first so Elena Gonzalez is this week's episode. You're going to enjoy it. But before we get into it, I want to thank our sponsors. We have some new sponsors, but the first one I'm going to thank is not a new sponsor. Dairy Farmers of Washington. They sponsored us even last season. We were brand new. We didn't have any followers. We were just growing up from nothing. So a huge thank you to them for that. Um, their whole thing is about supporting Washington State dairy farmers, uh, connecting consumers to agriculture and inspiring the desire 
here for local dairy. Also, they passed me this note. If, it, if you're interested in learning more about where your food comes from, check out the new virtual farm tour, uh, virtual farm tour, I should say, on wadairy.org. Wa as in W-A, wadairy.org. Very easy to remember. Uh, there you can get a behind-the-scenes look at how dairy farmers care for their animals, land, and how milk gets from the farm to your table. Find out more, again, at wadairy.org. New sponsors, and a big thank you to them for jumping on board with us this season. Mana Insurance Group. Uh, they help clients plan ahead, not just pick up the pieces when things go wrong. They create game plans, and this ensures that their clients' financial well-being is secure. Mana's team is committed to partnering with you for the long haul. Mana Insurance Group has offices in Linden, Washington, Scottsdale, Arizona, and San Diego, California, to serve you. So big thank you to them for sponsoring this podcast and what we're trying to accomplish here. Also, Williams, supported in part by Williams, serving growing markets to safely and reliably fuel the clean energy future. So thanks for them for jumping on board and uh, supporting what we do. And finally, Washington Red Raspberries, supporting the podcast. And that's a special one for me because I grew up with my dad who grows Washington red raspberries and um, I want to thank them for supporting this effort to share stories of all kinds of different farmers, not just red raspberry farmers, even though I think we've had one or two on the podcast so far, and I'm sure we'll have more uh, sharing their stories with the world about what it's really like to produce food here in Washington and how important uh, producing it well, high-quality, uh, top-notch, world-renowned uh, food grown in Washington as our farmers do here. So thank you to Washington Red Raspberries as well. Now, without further ado, here we go. It's uh, Elena Gonzalez here uh, and our conversation on the Real Food, Real People podcast. What are you doing with food right now like growing cooking di different things that you have been involved with yeah what are you doing right now mm, right now in the in my house mm -hmm. or and the work work or at home too whatever well it all counts right i make chicken soup today <laughs> <laughs> like normal chicken soup today uh in my work i make like everything Pizzas, I mm -hmm. mean, tacos, burgers, like a little bit like American food. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I show my culture, Hispanic food. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably teach the other people in the kitchen the right way to do like Mexican food. Yeah. The right way. The right way. <laughs> Authentic. <laughs> okay. Well, share with us some some basic secrets like what are some th what are some mistakes that people usually make who don't know how to make hispanic food correctly well like example when you go here and mexican restaurants here mm -hmm. ask for chile relleno mm -hmm. when you ask for the chile relleno always serve the chile relleno and like um there's like omelet like egg yeah. The children, you know, it's inside and the omelet egg. Yeah. No seeds out, no peel the chili. Yeah. So this is not authentic. 
so the when I make my children, you know, mm-hmm. I make totally different. I like cook first mm-hmm. and top of the grill. Yep. Take all the skin out mm-hmm. and then clean inside on the chili. All seeds and everything out. Rinse it, or wash everything like clean. And mm-hmm. then put cheese, depends how do you like. Cheese with meat or just cheese? Everything. Yeah, so cheese, meat. And then um, make like egg. Mm-hmm. And... and I don't know how I can say that word. Wrap it mm-hmm. in egg and yep. fry it. Yep. And then you can like keep in towels, all the oil out, make the special salsa, tomato, chilies, some like spices. I'm not used to much spices. I just use my authentic, just garlic, yeah, yeah. onion, and sometimes a little bit um black pepper. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're making me hungry. I, yeah. I want chili, chili serranos now. Yeah, yeah, like, really bad. <laughs> and well, here, that's okay. Totally if different. you go, if you go to the store to do that, because I think we've tried to. It's been a while, but we tried to do that at home, and you know they were so so. They weren't like the good ones. Close. Huh? <laughs> but what peppers do you get? What are the best peppers for that? Poblano. Pepper. Poblanos. Yep. But some of those aren't very big. Sometimes, right? Is there a like? You just got to know the store that gets the good ones. Or? Well, I always is like like asparagus. Like asparagus is so many types of like skinny yeah. ones, like medium ones, like jumbo ones. So you always choose the middle, the middle size. That's the best one. Okay. Not the big ones, not the small ones, like mediums. We're getting the secrets yeah. right here on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Oh, and like I said, it's making me hungry. I, I think a lot of people sometimes like when they're making. Hispanic food, they don't use enough cilantro. That's my my theory. Like they just put a little bit on. A little bit on. Well, cilantro it's all the most popular popular like um how do you say like for tacos like yep. almost in the whole Hispanic food you can use cilantro, mm-hmm. but in different way. Sometimes, yeah. like in your chicken soup, you can use cilantro inside in the chicken. Mm-hmm. In tacos, you can just like chop cilantro and onion, and you can like like just make like carne asada, chop it carne asada for tacos, and then you prepare your own tacos for carne asada, mm-hmm. cilantro and onion on top, green salsa, red salsa, a little bit of lemon, mm-hmm. ready to go. But cilantro always is very good ingredient in the um, Hispanic kitchen. Yeah, that makes a lot of flavor. Well, I just I notice people who don't usually make Mexican food or Hispanic food, they will they'll use cilantro, but just a little bit. And some people don't like it. I'm like, how can you not like it? You know, it's so good. It's you know, that just brings so much more flavor that a lot of people are kind of scared to do. And I I don't understand why. Like, don't be scared of this. This is good stuff. What about growing food though? Because you have been around growing food. Farming, different farming work and, you know, working with plants and animals for, what's the key there? Growing good food? When you grow your own food, well, I have so much, I mean, things you can learn in that. So, or you can save your money. Mm-hmm. Because when you grow your tomato, you grow your your own, like, 
cabbage, lettuce, your chilies. Sometimes you're, I mean, save your money because the pound of the one pound and the winter time and the stores for I mean green tomatoes is like two ninety nine a pound. If you right. have a chance and grow your own tomatoes, your own like chilies, you can save it for later. Mm-hmm. I have my freezer full of tomatoes. I always, I never buy in the winter time because I always have my own tomatoes, fresh tomatoes for my house. So you I, you have a big garden then. I always have my big garden, especially over there in Mexico. I always learn have my my own chilies. I have I'm I always like planting different kind of chilies. I mean, onions, also fruit. We have in my house bananas. Mm-hmm. I mean, oranges, mandarins. I have a lot of fruits, and my dad calls like. Jardín de Leden in Spanish, mm. <laughs> because you have all fruits and just in one spot. I like that. Yep. And you can't do that quite the same here. Well, with the weather unfor- we have, unfortunately anyway. not, because that's same different weather, yeah. different like rules from the state, the city. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit different in here, but also you can have your little bit of garden in your in your jar. Yeah, not like, not like much, much, but. So where where did you grow up? You're talking about your dad. Yeah, I'm you, growing in Mexico in Michoacan. Okay. Soon as when you over there in Mexico is different than here. Mm-hmm. Soon as when you start like walking, ready to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soon as when you can talk, you can hear when your dad said, "Hey, give me my chunkless." That's one job there <laughs> yeah three years four years you can like do something mm-hmm. yeah here is a little bit different because state said uh oh kids can work till 18 <laughs> i'm not agreeing that <laughs> <laughs> i never i never agree on that because yeah. when you're waiting to teaching your sons or your family work till 18 I don't think has like so much time to learn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, that's not how I was. I mean, you know, my dad and he has his raspberry farm. I was the same once I was old enough to walk. It was, yeah. I w- and I wanted to do it. Yeah. That's, that's, I wanted to be like my dad and go out and grow food. It's, it's hard sometimes. My history and my husband's history is different. Mm-hmm. So my history, I'm growing and so much work in my house. My dad has like orchards, uh, cows, horses, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of like pine trees make like money with that because you sell them the wood and everything. So you need working hard and that work too. So I'm growing up when so much work, but thanks God, I never like be like hungry you not a money for buy food. Yep. So much work, but good and, you know, you're not yep. like. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I, I'm growing in the Christian church. So sometimes we have trips in mm-hmm. the Christian church. And my dad can like support him, three or four, I mean, teenagers. Because he has a lot of job, but still he has like something back and can support 
us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never working out of the house, just in the house, but so much work. So, and so you were dealing with the crops and your dad grows avocado. He did when you were a kid too? Yep. Aguacates. Aguacates. And you said he had cows and fruit and all of these other things. Yep. And what was it that drove him to do that? I mean, did his dad do that? Did that go way back in your family or how did he start doing it? You know, that, that thing in my dad is a little bit sad to me because when my dad, uh, he always like, told uh, his history my dad is like i don't know how can say that word but it's um no dad no mom when he's only like uh 11 years old so he was an his orphan dad, his dad no his dad passed away when he's 11 years old mm-hmm. his mom passed away three days later because he's like sad about lose his hus- i mean her husband mm-hmm. and then my dad he's living alone just with one brother older mm-hmm. like almost 17 years wow old and he's already married so my dad always like it's like homeless at mm-hmm. that point 11 years old no mom no dad no like family so he's working so hard because he always tried to say with my my brothers i don't want you guys passing like same times like me I want teaching you working in the right, right way. Mm. Yeah, that's I learned about my dad because when he he decided to get married, mm-hmm. my grandma he don't want to give it my dad's I mean girlfriend he don't wants to give it to my dad because my dad is very poor, mm-hmm. and my grandma is for Spain, so my grandma is like the middle like the middle not rich. But the middle side. Right, right. And my dad is... Middle class. Yeah. My dad is, like, poor. So that's why my grandma does not agree. My my mom got married with my dad because my dad don't have nothing. <laughs> nothing to <laughs> offer it to my mom. Yeah. And and my dad says, if you trust me, I don't have nothing. But I have two arms. I have two feet. And I can work in. And I can support my family. And I and and that's why I'm I I that's why I'm rooting for my dad so much, because my dad comes to nothing, and then he passed away in 2000. Mm. But when he had passed away, my dad has like not much, but like normal life in mm-hmm. Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has like almost 1,300. I mean trees from avocados mm-hmm. exporting to here US and he has like almost six six I mean sixteen acres no more acres no it's not acres hectares is a mm-hmm. in Mexico that's yep. different than hectares yeah yeah sixteen for just citrus pines mm. and he has like almost hundred and fifty cows Five, six horses. Mm. Are they cows for beef or dairy, milk? Well, cows, some ones for dairy and some ones for beef. Mm-hmm. He buy, he, I mean, sell him one, I mean, like one bull every eight days from the meat areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it has two sides of business in that point because one is for milk, make cheese, cream, 
all those kind of like dairies. Mm-hmm. And the other one is for meat departments. Yeah. So in three buses, like buses, I don't know how you say it here, like micros, mm-hmm. it's a micros, colectivos, taxis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has three taxis. Not a rich, but not like when he's studying right. with Moimo. With nothing, yeah. Yeah, with nothing. And, and he, he built it all himself. Yep. With and his he own never got to school. He never got wow. to school. He's so, like, so smart because he knows, like, Mexico City is a very, 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 I mean, big city, very yeah, dangerous huge. city. Yep. And huge. And he comes from, um, like, little town. And he knows the, the street. When you're driving, he never drive. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of like four or five cars in the house, but he always have like paid for driver mm-hmm. because he never drive. Mm-hmm. He never go to school, but he's a very smart guy. Yeah. So when did you leave Mexico? Well, I, I growing in a little town, a small town here like Linden, mm-hmm. but I just go to the school like sixth grader. Mexico, mm-hmm. it's like primaria, mm-hmm. sixth grade. And then I move, like, example, here to Seattle mm-hmm. and big city, Uruapan. Yep. So we go there to uh, get, like, like, middle school and then high school. Mm. But I just go to two years middle school, and then I came here, Jewess, Jewess dreamer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I came here for... um. I have very good notes in the in my school, so my sister is already here, and he she talks to my dad. I said, "Well, she's smart. You can send it here in U.S. and she can <laughs> learn like something different." Yeah, and that's why I'm here now. <laughs> so, what did you do when you first came to the U.S.? Seriously, what kind of work? I my first job in here. It's an as I never forgot. It's an Mapton. Yeah. Very so here in Washington, you came to Washington, Washington first. Mapton, Washington, mm-hmm. like very small town. Very, I feel like very sad when I came here because I'm growing like big city of the yeah, Mexico. Yeah. And then I have like expected in U.S. that's like very nice or something like right. that. When you talk, when you talk with somebody or U.S., oh, yeah. you like expected very nice cities. No, we have small. When I, when I came too, here, yeah, yeah it's surprising <laughs> me. That's. Mapton, Washington. I'm working on the Yellow Rose Nursery. That's my first job in here in Washington State. And I was only 14 years old. Wow. So what kind of stuff were you doing at the nursery? I planted a lot of like different flowers and mm. roses and trees. And the most popular plant, and there's the hop. Yeah, for the making like beers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I planted hop and... Uh, cedros. The most it's hap and roses. Jello mm-hmm. roses, the name and mepto. That's the first job. And so, where did it go from there? When, w- what other things have you done along your journey? <clears throat> I I the then I'm done because my boss got like I'm underage. I can't work anymore. Right. <laughs> I can't work anymore in that place. So I go to the, in that time, the name is, I mean, Andrews and Roberts. 
It's another like um, cannery for asparagus. Mm. I'm working on asparagus. I I'm working in the cannery and I'm working in the field picking asparagus at three in the morning. Oof. Yeah, that's hard work. Light. Uh, I put my car in the end in this field. I put mm. my car with the lights and I have my. Uh, like le- headlamp, yeah, headlamp. Yeah. <laughs> because the 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 how do you say the 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 aisle or the road? road? Yeah, it's almost like more than a mile. So long, a long road, very long. It, and isn't asparagus harvested pretty early in the year too? It's an it's an starting uh, April. Yeah, April. so it's not. It's only two months. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's only two months. It's done. And then I got to make, I mean, the apples. You need to take one and choose the better one to grow in. And so you choose the better one to live in the tree and the other one, small one, just take out. I got to make that and then picker apples. So the time is passing. When I turn my 18, I have able to my license. I have able to do like another different things. Yeah. So in that time I apply for working another. I like farmer, but I want to learn something different. Mm-hmm. So I'm working for home care services too. Mm-hmm. I like to give you something back because, you know, I feel like my dad close to me always mm-hmm. and everything what I do I feel like my dad is like close to me so I want to help those like like I mean persons like old already and I think in my mind my mind I always do the better thing for those persons need you because somebody else do it for my dad in Mexico mm-hmm. and I working for I think six years maybe more Home care services. That's hard work too. Yeah, different kind of uh, customers, different kind of minds, and everything. Sometimes very angry, <laughs> sometimes very nice, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Yeah, and then I, uh, I decide to put my own business. Starting the first one, I'm um, childcare, home childcare. Mm-hmm. Starting with my sister together. And then I said, well, my dad always said never, one business never like do the same when you're working by yourself, when you're working with somebody else. Together, you know, sometimes different minds, sometimes has like causes problems and everything. So I just divide my, with my sister, just you do your childcare. And I do my, what I like to do. I, I always like, my wish and my dream is have my own restaurant. Mm. So in that point, I have my, not my own restaurant because I rent in the place, but I have my own business. Yeah. And I just started. A lot of restaurants are rented, right? Yeah. Most restaurants don't actually it, own the building, I think. Yeah, but here it's different than Sunnyside over that area because mm. here I asking for those places, but it's by feet, renting by all. One feet, one square two, feet, yeah, yeah, square feet. Mm-hmm. And over there, you just go renting the building, mm. like two thousand for the building. Right. 
here's different. It's almost yeah. three thousand and five hundred. Mm. I said, how can I support you three thousand and five hundred? I just wept in for you guys. It's very hard because. Yeah, and that's why so many of these business these different. restaurants have been having a hard time with COVID. And oh, like yeah. you're closed, how do you? It's already hard to pay the rent yeah. when things are normal. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's especially in this moment. Thanks God, I'm when this thing coming, I'm out from the business. But I know I can understand those guys when you put all your money, you put all your like your whole life, the, your whole life in one place, and I always say that on the bottom of my heart, when you're starting growing something for your own business, I said, good luck. And God can help you in, <laughs> in, in growing up because it's very it's yeah. very hard, especially when you have your own experience, when you put your own your all money, your all like savings, and you lose your money. Yeah. And you don't have nobody, nobody just comes and says, oh, you lost the money here. Oh, well, here it is. No. No, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I lose I lose a lot of money when I, well, I have very good business, but it's renting. That's the thing I'm learning. And I said, I never, I never put my business. I trust myself, how can I make my food? Mm-hmm. But the owner come and said, oh, I need my place back. When my business is like fluent. Mm-hmm. I have so much customers, and mm-hmm. I feel happy to make like those kind of I mean uh, pl- uh, plates. People enjoy it. Yeah. I have so much like those like dancing group, like music groups coming, very popular groups coming together. I mean, very good dinner in my place, and I never sell any alcohol. Mm-hmm. I no sell any like. No, no alcohol, no tequila, no nothing. Just authentic food. Family Mexican restaurant. So, wh- wh- yeah, what was it called? Where was it when when you had your restaurant? Well, when I started, I called La Nena because my name is Elena. Mm-hmm. So I called La Nena. But the customers, I grow in my daughter over there. So my daughter later, she can make tortillas because I always make homemade tortillas. So my daughter helped me to make the tortillas, and she, she the name is Jeleni. So it's my name, almost my name, Elena, starting with the J, with mm-hmm. my husband's first name. Mm-hmm. And that person would say, what about La Nena? No, Las Nenas, because it's you and your daughter. Mm. So the customers make Las Nenas. So in, in Sunnyside, Las Nenas Mexican restaurant, authentic Mexican food. Oh, you're making me hungry again. <laughs> this is the second time. May not be the last time. So what what caused you to stop doing that? Like that is hard work like we were just talking about. It has so much risk. What what happened? The uh that's the thing. That was when the that, landlord you, said I want the building back or Yeah, that's the thing. You know, that's so much people when you're starting from nothing, so much people think, uh, how can you do that? So how? So much people asking for those, especially like big businesses. Yeah. I said, how you make more money than me? I have like more years and, and the business, and how you can make more money than me? Uh, I have one day visited one, one I mean, owner in Yakima, big, big place, big restaurant, mm-hmm. famous restaurant. And he comes and make it and get a dinner with my very like 
small restaurant. Yeah. Small, simple restaurant. Mm -hmm. Not much like things in the restaurant, like nine tables. And she and he comes and sitting down and she he don't say nothing about he's the owner from the popular place. And he comes and see around and he says, Oh, I want to try the like enchilada place. I want to try sopes. I wanna try so he asking for like three, four dishes. For and one person. I, yeah, for one person. <laughs> and I'm thinking about it. Where are he coming for? Where he coming from? And he said, "Oh, how do you make your horchata? How do you make your, I mean, your fresh waters?" He's trying to take your secrets. Yeah, and and I said, you know, and later when he done to try it, just try it, the food. He says, "Seriously, congratulations!" And I said, "Who you are?" And I never, never see you in this place. And he says, "I'm the owner from the restaurant in Yakima." And you know my restaurant? I said, oh, yeah. I go there one time. And he says, you know, congratulations. Because my restaurant, it's like popular restaurant, but it's for the things coming from the ceiling. <laughs> it's for all the decoration. <laughs> but you have in here in this very small restaurant, not big decoration, not a very fancy tables, like nothing like that, but... Do you have a very good secret? Your season. So your your I don't know how do you make this enchiladas. I make enchiladas for very long years, and I never make taste like you enchiladas. And I say, you know what? Because I have my own chilies, I make my own salsa. I don't want to go buy in the store salsa and just mm -hmm. like put together. I I make my own salsa. I make my own like chips. I make my own chips in my in my restaurant. I'm not buying chips from the store. Mm -hmm. I make my own chips. I make my tortillas with corn, not not like masa or like mm -hmm. something from the store. No, no, no. I make real. And he says, "Congratulations! That's the point. That's why you have very good sales because good taste, good food." I don't care the place. People decide come here because taste, the food tastes really good. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a box in my restaurant, like for your opinion, for your request. I said, yep. good or not good your food. I always in the night, I reading with my son and my husband. I said, don't don't hear like two or five people say, oh, I don't like this food, but. Like sample, you have five opinions. I mean, hundred opinions. Mm -hmm. If you see seventy, I said, very good food. I'm I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I just yeah. I just I love it. Make food, and I love see people enjoy the food. Yeah, and but the owner said, well, do you make a lot of money now? Mm -hmm. I saw you have like so much. Customers, I always see your place full. I wanna up your rent, and you know, at that point, I paid two thousand just for rent a month. But, a month, but I need to pay four four employees mm -hmm. because my sons and my daughters is in the school also. Yeah, they so can't I need, do it all. Yeah, I I I pay four employees, and then I, I need to pay electricity. 
I need to pay water. I need to pay all the uh, deliveries. So I need to pay a lot of, a lot of money. So I earn money, but I need to pay back. And I said, no, I can't I can just working for you guys, and I don't have nothing in my packet. Yeah, then why, so why, why do it? If you, yeah. Where's the point? And that, and that time I need to pay also medical insurance for my sons because, oh, the state said you have your own restaurant, you have your own businesses, you can carry with the insurance. And I said, it's very hard mm-hmm. because you're working, but... Take a piece of cake out. When you see the, your plate, you don't have nothing for you. So I said, no. And the owner needs to make charge one hundred. I mean, one thousand five hundred more. So that means it's three thousand five hundred a month. You can imagine I can support. That's that. almost doubling. Almost doubling. That's what I said. No, I can. I can. Seriously, this is your place. Take it back because I don't want like just rise and con- I mean sign a contract. And later I said no, I can support it. Mm-hmm. I can go more because it's you can imagine. At that point, I I, I mean sign a contract for ten years. And this point, I said no. It's hard paid two thousand. You can imagine now three thousand and five hundred. And so you had to close. And I need to close, and I lose a lot of money with the. Yeah, uh, everything that you had invested into yeah. building that. Mm-hmm. That tables, yeah, that tables. When I buy it, I buy it for one hundred and fifty. When I sell them, I sell them for twenty five dollars. Hmm. It's hard. It's hard. That that's really hard. You can try. I always try to do ma- to make money for my family. I always hmm. said, I want to work in the right way. Because it's so much bad ways you can make money. But later, what about lose your family, see you back in the jail? <laughs> so I, I never, I never want to do like stupid, I'm sorry for the word, stupid things mm-hmm. to make money. I always said, tr- do the best you can, right side, make mm-hmm. money. So, oh, that had to have been so hard. What, what did you do then? I mean, you had finally, you had had a dream of having a restaurant. You did it. You made amazing food. You were even impressing, you know, other people in the business who had been in for a long time. But then because of the cost, you couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. You would have to feel lost. What do you do next? I put my, the most I can take out, I put them in the storage. Mm-hmm. And then I just tried to make my normal life back to the fields. Mm. working again mm-hmm. i need some income for my family mm-hmm. so my husband i mean he goes to drive trucks driver he goes to apply for truck driver and starting like i said like normal life again mm-hmm. from the bottom mm. and then like and you were working on farms again yeah like what Eastern I, Washington apples and, and stuff apples, like that and apples. Yeah, I'm working on the and the apples and also I'm working on the peaches, nectarines, all those kind of stuffs again. Uh, and then some counselor for my sons and uh, high school mm-hmm. because at that point I take I take one my sons one day 
And I said, you guys need to help me do something. Let's go help and go to the fields yeah. and clean the fields from the squash, zucchinis, and everything over there on Sunnyside. Mm-hmm. And that's vacations for my sons. Mm-hmm. One is, I think, 13, and the other one is 14 years old. And I said, let's go. Let's go to the field. And I asked him for a job for you, and you guys can help me a little bit. So I take my two sons to the field, take all the grass from the zucchinis and squash and everything. So one day coming back at home, it's raining. That day is raining. It's very like uh, weird and sunny side because it never rained over right. there. Yeah. So I said, thanks, God, when you see like raining. I said, thanks, God, go home. Everybody goes home. <laughs> <laughs> and so that day is very hot. And then starting raining. I said, okay, let's go home. And I take my sons to back to home. So when I come back to all oh, that day is paycheck. And I take checks, three checks in, in my pocket. And then I said, you guys want to eat and working or you want to go eat at, at the house? And well, like teenager, he says, no, let's go buy a burger in the Birkin. So when I stop in the Birkin, I see the counselor. His counselor over there in mm-hmm. the Birkin. He's like embarrassed. He says, oh, no, mom, I'm waiting here in the car because I want to see my counselor now. Look, <laughs> look how I am. Look my boots. Look, I'm working. I said, oh, like so a lot of dust, a lot of like mud in my boots. Look. And I said, don't be embarrassing when you're working. Embarrassing is when you're like stolen. When you do like something stupid, feel mm-hmm. embarrassing, but not to work. Yeah, that's that's. I feel proud yeah. working to buy my food. I'm not feeling embarrassing to for work like yep. that. And he says, "No, mom, please just <laughs> leave me in the give me in the car." So in that time, I just think I said, "No, let's go, let's go." I need to talk to your counselor. And that day, make very big difference in my life because when I go there. The counselor knows I lose the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And that time I passed in for very, like, very hard times. Like, I think the, so much people pass in the same times in your life. So in that moment, we have, we passing like, very, very bad times. So the counselor talking with me and my sons and says, Oh, Elena, let me tell you something. I said, yeah. And he says, let me, let me, Nami, I want to tell you. You need to feel proud for your sons. You have a very nice family. Mm. And you know what? Now, it's very hard. It's very hard. People, like, growing up like your sons, like your family. If you see, like, 10 students, like, sample, like, from 10 students in the high school, seven is growing with, sometimes with dad, sometimes with mom. Mm. Because parents it separate, yeah. And some people starting growing make drugs, very like early age, twelve years, thirteen years. Because relationship in the house is bad, mm-hmm. and you have very good family. You need to feel proud, and I feel proud for you guys because you're working hard in your sons, you're working hard in your and your daughters. And I want to say congratulations, you guys are very good parents because I always go to the high school, see what's going on with my sons and asking for my sons. Yep. And then he says, I have, a, I have one opportunity for you guys. 
It's very dangerous in here. Your son is growing up so fast. One is 14 and the other is 13. That's very, very like dangerous age right here and mm-hmm. and sunny side so much gangsters mm. and he says why you guys don't move to the um la costa that's why he says la costa in here i said where is la costa the coast that's why he says <laughs> why you guys don't move to the coast i said where's the coast i never heard that and he says oh when i grow in with my parents take me to the coast i said where is the coast and he says linden I know the phone number for one farmer over there. You can move over there and, and he has a job for your sons. Hmm. And you guys can make a lot of money over there. I said, are you serious? How can I move over there? I don't have any relation. I don't have any family. Yeah. I know nothing right here. Never come. He told me this day and he says, okay, let me talk to my ex-boss boss over there. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to my ex-boss. And I'll call you later. And I got the call for him, like 7, maybe 8 p.m. And I just put some couple of stuffs in my backpack. <laughs> Let's go to Linden because this is an, um, July 3. Let's go to Linden. And I take in the GPS Four hours and seven. Oh my gosh, it's almost <laughs> five hours. It's, yeah, it's yeah. So when I take uh, the trip from Sunnyside to here, I almost it's I mean ten p.m. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my husband. Said my husband told me you're crazy or what? <laughs> I said I talked to the counselor and he says it's very good opportunity. Let's go. Let's try. I want to learn something different. Yeah. So. It's very bad times in here. What more? What times more? Matters, more bad times expected. Let's go. Let's go. Just try. Don't lose mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Just try. So I came here, and I got. I started working Fourth of July. The next day. Next day, I started working in Mayberry Farms. It's my first time in my life. I see that I feel so like happy in that moment because my first time in my life, I see the zarzamora or the berries, the mm-hmm. cold zarzamora in Mexico, Mexico, mm-hmm. my town. Like big orchards. I'm picking zarzamoras or berries over there in my town, but like, not like, like in here. Yeah. And I said, wow. I feel like very like impressive when I see big fields just for moras, for berries. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, that's, it's nice to see that fruit again because yeah. I, I grow in Mexico, see that fruit, but yeah. not like, like in here, just yeah. a couple ones. Right. And I'm starting working over there in, in Mayberry. My two sons and my husband and me work in the... And when the harvesting, my husband drive the machine, the mm-hmm. machines. Me and my son, Eros, and my son, Junior, I just sorting the fruit, stacking boxes yep. and everything. Yeah. That's what I grew up doing. Yeah. I, I drove uh, a harvester for my dad for seven years. Before that, I was stacking and sorting and other things. But yeah, I did the same same work. 
Yeah, and and then I move. Uh, well, not not move by myself because the my berry farms. It's almost like working together with EV farms. Mm-hmm. And so when EV farms need some people, so talk with my berry and said, "Oh, send me some people right here because I need like and like." When EV farms prepare the seed, potato seed and everything, right. it's almost starting next month maybe, he needs help. So one day, uh, Mayberry sent me, oh, Elena, you and your husband need to go to EV farms. I said, where is EV farms? Who, what do you need to do over there? He says, oh, you guys are working in the potatoes. This is another like, experience for me. Yeah. Because I see so much varieties mm-hmm. from potatoes, and I'm learning Yeah. I always learn every day and I, I like it. Like yeah. it like learning something different. And I work in Mayberries for I mean I'm working in in E V farms like season. Sometimes I start in like just like uh seed I mean like time for just for the seed, prepare seed and everything mm-hmm. and then I'm done and then I go back to the Mayberry farms. When harvesting, I need to come back to help again and new yeah. farms, and then finally I gotta like m- the whole year in Nivi, and I'm working for four years. Hmm. Working so for you, f- you know, EB Farms, seed potato grower here. I've worked for them a little bit, yeah. part time, a couple of years when they needed some help during um, during dirt work time. Um, but you know, my uncle. Yeah. Works there too, right? Danny. Yeah. Yeah, he's my supervisor when I work there. Seed. He's yeah. in charge for the seeds. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Crazy small small world kind of yeah. thing. So you work for, you worked for EB a bunch. And then you now you're doing restaurant work and stuff again too. Yeah, and uh, well the thing is because I have my daughter on the university. So I don't want to cut uh, her dreams. When yeah. I'm working in EVs, uh, the government says, oh, you guys make a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not thinking like that because I don't have money. <laughs> right. I, I, I know them. the feelings. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 the government says, oh, no, you guys can support your daughter because you guys make a lot of money. But I need to pay a house. <laughs> I need so much and other stuff to pay. Yep. And then my daughter started university two years ago. So I feel so sad to leave from Mayberry, I mean, for EV farms, because Mm -hmm. two things. There's very nice bosses, Mm -hmm. very nice Greg and Mary. Mm -hmm. So that's the, for me, that's very good people. Blessing people for me and my family. And I always appreciated all the things he, those guys can do for us. And, but, I said I need a I need to leave because me and my husband here the government says and it's, you guys make a lot of money mm-hmm. and my daughter can receive the the like help for yeah. her university yeah financial assistance financial student assistance. loans it's very yeah. hard for me and my husband support her because it's fifty five thousand for a year mm-hmm. how how can I how can I pay that money for my daughter. Mm-hmm. I said, boss, I'm sorry, but I need to go to find another place. 
less hours. Mm-hmm. I need money for for sure, mm-hmm. but I just apply in the casino. Mm-hmm. Apply in the normal casino, and I start working uh, for a year, one year, and one month. And that's where you've been cooking yeah. now. What's it like when you are cooking for somebody else versus your own restaurant where in your own restaurant you get to decide and do it right, but I know when you're working for somebody else, sometimes it's like, well, I don't really want to do it that way. <laughs> Especially when, like when my supervisor in the casino one day he asking for, oh, Elena, I need to make some authentic uh, dish for Mexico. How you recommend it? And I said, well, easy, enchiladas. So much white people like enchiladas. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. so oh, much yeah. people. I That's the most the most popular play I sell them in my restaurant. Yeah. And I said, enchiladas, it's easy. Beef or, or chicken. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, that's good. Okay, thank you. When when I saw the ingredients, Elena, there's the ingredients you can make the enchiladas. <laughs> and you're like, when what? I said the ingredients, I said what? <laughs> Seriously, do you think I made the enchiladas? <laughs> and all the people knows who I am. Yeah, most people knows who I am. And and do you think I made the enchiladas with that salsa? <laughs> no. And she, he says, so how can you make the enchiladas? I need to buy my like. Chilies, normal chilies, not the can, mm-hmm. not salsa from that can and just mix it. No, yeah. I need to make my own salsa. I said, you're weird. <laughs> this is more easy. <laughs> and you try to make, make more difficult. Yeah, uh, but I make you enchiladas. I make the enchiladas with your salsa and I make my enchiladas with my salsa. And see what you and think. And see what the customer said. <laughs> see? I have, I have a slight, I have a guess. Oh, what they probably see, which one they liked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So what, what, how did that end up? And then they say, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, because I ma- at that point I make the enchiladas, two different enchiladas. <laughs> one for the salsa, he buy it. Yeah. And I go buy my own chilies and I make my salsa and I said, now try it. You try it first. And then see what's going on with the clients. So much clients said, Oh, this is the Elena enchiladas. Everybody knows my name. And I said, I don't want to put my face with this enchiladas. <laughs> and she says, oh, for sure she made them, but she don't, don't taste good. I feel like bad. So I, yeah. and he says, oh, you, oh, you're right. You have the reason. And one day he asked him for make mole. And I make mole in that place in the casino. I have so much like orders. And I, I mean, even the mole is not ready. But I have so much, oh, can you, like, I mean, just save it. I'm um, one order for mole and, sa- and Sunday. Oh, I want to a place for Sunday. And I, I have, like, <laughs> almost 10 or 5, I mean, 10 or 12 orders already when the mole is not even. <laughs> but in my own in my own salsa. And he says, oh, you, you mark your own, like, he says, you mark your own, Terrain? I don't know how mm-hmm. it yeah. says. Oh, yeah. your, your, ah, your own territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh. that's the word. Oh, Elena, huh, you already marked your own territory. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows you make the uh, yeah. Mexican dishes. I said, yeah, but not like cancels. I don't like it. Yeah. That tastes different. <laughs> <laughs> so with all of the different things that you've done, 
I mean, you've cooked for others, you've run your own restaurant, you've done all different kinds of farm work, seed potatoes, berries, raspberries, etc. You probably did. Have you you probably done strawberries and blueberries and all that too? Uh the strawberries are just picking for my own. Yeah. <laughs> I never strawberries hard it's work. It's hard. It's hard work. And you've done apples and all that other tree fruit stuff and asparagus and then way back home avocados and cat like you've seen you've seen it all. Yeah, I almost what, seen what do you think people misunderstand about food and growing food and making food? You know, a lot of people like to talk about it. They're foodies, you know, and they're all, oh, they, you know, gourmet this and fancy that. But you're the person who actually makes it happen on so many different levels. What do you think is missing? What don't they know? Well, it's hard because some people don't have the experience to grow like anything. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's why I, I saw, I, in my experience, I saw people like, the, like gourmet, like very fancy plate. Mm-hmm. Some people like that. Mm-hmm. Some people, I don't care, taste good or not, but looks nice. <laughs> right. Looks nice. That's yeah. what he wants to see. Like yeah. presentation. That's mm-hmm. my boss said. Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. Presentation, Elena. But, well, it's like <laughs> this world of people's different, right? Some people don't like a lot of like presentation, but when you try to play, you want to like enjoy taste good, good flavor in it. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes I feel like it's hard to explain because some people don't have the experience growing the fruit, mm-hmm. growing the veggies when go by to the store. What about what about working in farming? What do you think the people who go to the store and buy the food? What do they not understand? about the people who are growing it, the workers. I hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, workers are not being treated well, different things like that. Is that true? Or what is the truth about farm workers and and what's going on? It's like I said, it's different. I have different, uh, like, bosses, different, like, farmers. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen good and bad. Yeah. That I I, always, I I have bad experience with someone. Mm-hmm. It's fifty and fifty. That's what I always thinking. You need to respect your worker. Your worker need to respect the boss, mm-hmm. and just do the job. Like I always I always said, and I and I told my my group of workers, and I said, if you guys do good job, I want to present good job for my for my job, my my boss. Yeah, I don't want like trouble. Me and you, and I want to travel me and my bus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know the apples? I understand. Farmers just put a lot of money. It's like my dad. And sometimes the workers don't understand that. Mm. It's like, I, I said, look, apples. I'm talking to the apples because I have more experience in the apples, working a lot of times in the apples. I said, look, some pickers come from California. Because the box from apples, it's like very, you make money in the apples. When you pick yeah. an apple, you make a lot of money in that. So some pickers just come just to make money mm-hmm. and just pick the apples so rough. Yeah, they aren't careful. Yeah, the just apples need to, to be fast. careful. 
the owners make so much money, so much job to get a very good product mm -hmm. from from the cannery. And the cannery grated the apples, got a very good gray, bad gray, or just for the juice. When I think this is the same experience with the with the berries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the berries from the juice, how do you can sell the pound? Sample, 25 cents, maybe. Yeah. Good berries from the store, very like nice berries. You can sell them like dollar, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the point that workers needs to to like understand. But sometimes workers don't understand that point from the the farmers. Yeah. Well, both need each other. Yeah. Need yeah. Have, both of them. Both there needs to be respect that goes both ways between yeah. everybody, right? Yeah. Because. I said the farmers put all the man in there and wait like the whole year to wait in the harvesting from the apples. Yeah. And then you can come and just in one man destroy. Just destroy because you want to make money. You don't want to uh, do like good job. Just mm. you want to just you think oh make money. How much a box I can make? <laughs> dun, 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 just make money. Yeah. But what about next year? Yeah. After the farmer Yep. We make money for for his own packet, so that's not a, it's not a point. Just put the money and then waste them because the pickers come and don't and don't do a good job. Mm -hmm. So I always think when I don't care if it's your business or it's not your business. When you when I working for somebody else, I think it's like my job. Mm -hmm. I wanna see my my job like growing up productive so that's what i'm thinking mm -hmm. i always i don't care it's my own job i don't care i'm working for somebody else if when i'm working for somebody else i try to do my best because when i do my best my boss has a results too mm -hmm. and he has a job for me oh and he needs to then respect you for that and compensate you for yeah. that do you see that you said some good some bad sometimes the make Bad things, the supervisors, mm. especially in Hispanic supervisor. Mm. You know what? And Mexico said, you're, you're like worst enemy is same like your race. So my mm. worst enemy is not the white people. It's not the mm. Indian people. My worst enemy is my Hispanic people. Mm. You know what? Sometimes it's like, She says somebody sell him and like free market crops, mm -hmm. and he says, "Oh, do you guys want to buy like I mean Mexican crops or you want to buy like a Chinese crop?" And then somebody let's stop and see, and see those boxes over <laughs> there, and, and see the crops is the same, and says, "What is the difference? Why you say Hispanic crops and Chinese crops?" And he says, "Look." I said, where is the difference? This is the same crop. No, look, the Hispanic crop, I don't care about it because I need, I pay attention in the Chinese crop. Why the Chinese crop? Because the Chinese crop is made like like steps, like letters. Mm. And so one and down and the other one on top, the other one on top, and take a risk, go up in the box, yep. and just take it up from the box. And the Hispanic one, You can see the Spanish one. Even when one is running out a little bit up, the other one just pulling down. You understand what I'm what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 
So when you have, when you try to do something, sometimes you're like those people in charge for the companies. You want to try to do the best thing, but those people, that's like supervisors, just mm. pull you down because don't like to see to see anybody else growing. Mm. So your worst enemy is some of you side. That's. It's kind of like in our family sometimes. Sometimes we're the hardest on our own family. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and I in my my opinion and my my personal like experience I'm learning I I growing up in Christian church. Mm-hmm. And I learning I know that bad people exist in this world. Yeah. But always always Good people, it's more than a bad people. Mm. I have so much, so much bosses in my life because I'm working when I was only 13, 14 years in here. Yep. Now I'm 45. So I'm working for more than 14 to 45, more than 30 mm-hmm. years in Washington. So I have so much bosses, but I have more good bosses than bad bosses. Mm. Yeah, I have more good ones and more bad and the, the, those bad ones because that's what I learned. My mom said, "Can I? You can permit to tell you some verses from the Bible?" Sure. Yeah. So the Bible said, "I mean, bad seed and good seed growing the same, right?" Mm-hmm. Growing at the same times, but what the farmers do, what the farmers do, when you go to clean your berries, you take the bad seed out mm-hmm. and leave the berries over there. Yeah, because you want to see the berries, right? Yep. You don't want to see the grass. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see the another the bad seed. You know what I'm going to yep. try to say? Yep. You understand? Yep. That's the Bible, and I, I learn it every day. Bad people and good people growing the same, but but. Bad people don't do like products mm-hmm. because that one is take take away, and the good one always make products make a difference. Mm. A lot of people have been talking about this overtime issue lately here in Washington. What do you think about that? I mean, there are a lot of people saying, "Well, farm workers are working so hard; it's hard work. They should be." Getting overtime. Why did Washington have this exemption? It's bad. What do you think about all that? What is best? What is the best thing for farm workers? I'm talking like on the worker side. I want to like workers understand that point because some people thinks, oh, he's like excited. Oh, the government puts the farmers to pay us overtime, mm-hmm. but. In my mind, in my experience, I don't think it's a good idea because the mm. more, the more, more like the affected, it's the worker, not the farmers. People think it's the farmer, but not because the farmers, when the state pushed the farmers to pay overtime for the mm-hmm. workers, so I don't think it's a good idea because I prefer get my hours. I don't care ten hours, but like normally. Like every week, my 40 hours, every, my 15 hours, like in farmers works more than 40. Mm-hmm. So 
and my thing, my opinion, I prefer to work my 15 hours, my 50 hours, my 60 hours with no overtime. But I got I got a chance to get my check 16, mm-hmm. 16 or 50 hours. But farmers, when the state push the farmers pay overtime, maybe the farmers don't like to pay overtime. Mm-hmm. So you guys cut my hours mm-hmm. and just give me 40 hours. So like example, I have four, four in my family. So how can I do it 40 hours a week? Why do, why, why do you think farmers are doing that? Why don't they just pay the overtime? I don't think it's, it's I mean, it's like worth it for, fam, for the farmers because it's, look, can I put the example? Mm-hmm. It's like now has around 20 workers for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those workers, because I said, because I'm working there, I say in my experience, sometimes in harvesting, those workers working 60 hours per day, just in harvesting time. It's not not a whole year. Right. In harvesting time or in on planting time, 16 hours, 15 hours per day. But the rest of the year, working less. Mm-hmm. So do you think the farmer can pay it? Like eight hours normally, like regular hours, another eight hours overtime. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. So what happened with that? I think the farmer cut the workers, or the farmers is even hard because need to teaching and not somebody else. Like my husband is in charge for the uh, irrigation system, so he knows about the irrigation system. Mm-hmm. So at that point, when the government pushed the farmer to pay overtime, so like his boss needs to pay eight hours overtime, but maybe it's not a good idea to pay that because it's too much money for one person. The boss lose money too. Yeah. Yeah, if the farm can't afford, can't it, then, afford it, then they would have to say, okay, well, this person works 40 and then we'll get... Another person, person, and they'll work, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 as well, whatever. Yeah, but... But then neither of them make as much money. Yeah, but another thing, look. So my husband has experience for how many? Like six, seven years? Mm-hmm. So that bus needs to start from the bottom to teach another one <laughs> to learn it. Yeah. And it takes time to learn that system. Irrigation system it takes time. Yeah. So sometimes nobody like do like in three days. So the bus also take a risk. I mean lose the the whole field from the from the, the potatoes if it's not like irrigation and the time, you know? Mm-hmm. I said I don't I don't think it's a good idea. The government can or the state needs to hear Worker side. Hmm. But wouldn't people say, well, the workers must want more money? But you're saying that, that the workers' side of the story is different. No, no, that. no. My side of the story is that, uh, yeah, you can. Uh, that's what I, the most people can understand the point. Uh, they said, oh, yeah, thanks God. Finally, the state pushed the farmers to pay me overtime. Yeah, but the, par- the farmers cut you hours. So that's 
It's the same thing. Mm. It's like in the casino. The casino has overtime, but never give me more than 40 hours. So mm-hmm. what I don't care has overtime, but it never can work more than 40 hours. Right. So I, I prefer has like another 20 hours extra than 40, but normal price. Yeah. And then I just had my 40 hours one hour overtime, three hours overtime. I don't do nothing with that. I just yeah. I just want to work my normal hours like now. My husband sometimes works 70 hours for week, 80 hours for week. Mm-hmm. So I just I take I I think it's better 80 hours normal rate and then 40 hours with overtime. No chance because the bus I I, I don't think can afford it to give you overtime. Yeah. I I said in my opinion, like worker side, I don't think it's, it's good. And like in farmer side, I do the same thing. Oh, I have my, like six employees. I need to pay overtime for my six employees. I need to put my calculations, my numbers. What I need to do? Because my budget for this year is th- this much money. Mm-hmm. So now the government pushed me to pay overtime. So what I need to do, the same badger, I can afford it six employees. Mm-hmm. So I need to take down two. <laughs> so what about those employees with no 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 job? Yeah. What about his families? So that's what I said. I like like rain. Slow rain, slow rain, is better than just hot rain for 15 minutes. Yeah, it's a good comparison. Yeah, I like like my check. I don't care. It's like 40, 60 hours, but normally week by week by week. And I got like harvesting. I got a very huge check in two weeks, but. No job for two months. I don't think it's, what is the point in that? Yeah. What about this idea? Some people are saying, well, because there's overtime now, that uh, farmers need to pay three years back what they didn't pay for overtime because they were, you know, following the law as it was then. Well, now there's a new law. They owe back pay. What do you think about that idea? That's well. That's what I'm saying. I I have the opinion for the two, the both sizes, like mm-hmm. my dad, farmer, yeah, and here just like worker. This is bad idea because two years, three years ago, it's different law. Mm-hmm. So how you can afford it two years ago when even the law is not passing? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like broke yeah. your business. Mm-hmm. So no farmers in here, families, what do you need to do? Yeah. Because what happens to the workers more, then? More, more, most of the families in Linden survive for the farmers. Has job for the farmers, can support his family. So when those farmers like broke, 
because the government pushed the farmers to pay three years ago back, pay overtime. So you need to pay like, like what example? 20,000 check for one employee back. Mm -hmm. And what about you have five, six employees? So more like, more than a hundred thousand, more than a hundred thousand back. Mm -hmm. So what do, you, what do you want to do? Just said, okay, I want to, like me, I can't afford it 3,500 for my rent. So what is my decision? Yeah. Close my restaurant. Yeah. You had no other choice. No choice. And the government thinks can help you? No. Destroy your, like, your farmer. That's what he wants to do. Destroy your farmer. Destroy your dreams. Destroy your life. Because you're working, growing berries. Let's, like me. I'm, I'm growing up working on avocados. Mm -hmm. And cows. So, I'm not agreeing that. But. Yeah. Well, but uh, I are you hearing from some workers who are saying, hey, I could get a big check? I heard. I mean, because that that's, I mean, initially it could be great for a worker, right? Uh, I heard some workers, yeah, excited to get a big check. Mm-hmm. And I always try to say, and I always try to explain my opinion. I w I'm working like volunteer, and those like people don't can talk like any English. And I always try to explain my experience because I have like classes in agriculture back in Yakima, mm -hmm. 300 hours classes in agriculture for chemicals, for yep. everything, for the orchards. And I and I heard different kind of opinions from the bosses. I heard like different like history for farmers. And I said, no. Do you think you can have for the farmer packet big check? No. Just you think at that moment. The money goes away fast. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a big check or small check. What about in your future? Yeah, and then if the farm has to pay all those people and can't afford it, and they have to face a situation like you did with your restaurant, mm -hmm. then what happens to what those happened? people's jobs? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I try to explain. Okay, you have a like big check right now, and you're excited to have like twenty five thousand back, maybe, but that farmer broke. So what about the next five years later? For your family, don't think about the farmer. I always said the farmer has the future already. Some farmers has the like my dad. My dad working so hard when he's young, and he has everything ready for uh, me. He's like at the end of these days in his life. So I'm worrying about me, not for my dad. So mm -hmm. that's the workers needs to worry about the workers for his family, not for the farmer, because the farmer has like. Like everything done for the rest of the, his life. Mm -hmm. But what about the workers? Well, the farmer is only like one farmer, and 10 families survive for one farmer because you can give a work or job for 10 families. Mm -hmm. So when you broke, you broke just you. Mm -hmm. But 10 families, mm. it's affected. 
10 more families. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, just in case that thing, like, it's like passing the law. Mm-hmm. It's sad. I think it's sad for the both sizes. It's sad. Mm. Sad for the farmers and sad for the workers. Because so much workers at the farm, it's like broke down, closed the business. So much workers need to move <laughs> in other places. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think it's like sad. And that thing happened. Well, let's hope that it doesn't happen that way, I think, is is what we all need hope for. And and that people would listen to the people affected, you know, the farmers, the workers. That's why we need, you know, people need to be listening to each other and respecting each other. It's very sad for both sizes. um, But for, I think, more for the workers. Because, like, one farmer, 10 families depends for one farmer. Yeah. So families, the families, think about it in the families for the workers. Yeah. So one farmer may lose his farm. Yeah. But 10, ten or more, 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 sometimes many more, may lose their jobs. Yeah. So many more families Some affected. Yeah. That's, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, and and I I want to say something else. Some people need to think about it. Uh, and the farmer, some workers think because you are owner from one farmer, you are rich. Hmm. This is not true. This is not true because I'm growing with my dad. I'm growing with the big orchard. You know what? Some people in my in my in my dad's town don't want to talk to me because oh, I feel like afraid. Talk to you because you know your dad. Oh, you know your family from there. Must oh, be rich. Yeah, you're rich. Yo, you're you don't you're not like you're not like I mean has friend with me because hmm. I'm poor and you're rich. I said, oh my gosh, rich from hard work. Hmm. Yeah, that's that. N- it's not rich because yeah, you have money, but you're like put back. Yeah. Yeah, you put back invest back into the chemicals, workers, so much things, and just pray God and said have a good like product this year to have money in my pocket. But if like example, my dad sometimes has five hundred. Let's one example, five hundred dollars. But in his pocket goes only one hundred. Because four hundred dollars goes back to the workers, chemicals, and all uh, more trees to cover the plants is like die. Yep. So it needs yep. to go back and and the orchard again. Yep. Waiting, the next year how's the the next? I mean, another year waiting. Yeah. Wish and pray God got a good good I mean yep. season for the next year. Let's hope for the best. That's, yeah. And then there's only so much you can do. Yeah, sometimes you can put all your money and faith in God to get a very good, I mean, good, I mean, season next year. And happen the same. That's always your dream. The God, oh, maybe next year. It's <laughs> like a lottery. Yeah. You buy a ticket lottery and say, oh, hopefully get the lottery this year. <laughs> you never got it. 
Yeah. But that's your dream. That's what you want to do. So that's my, like my dad. Uh, oh, next year, maybe. I have a very good <laughs> next year. Put the money back. Yeah. Thinking the next year has a better yeah. one. But the next year is the same. One yeah. or two thousand in his packet, four or five thousand. It's more back than in your packet. And people think, oh, you, do you see him? He sold him the orchard like in five thousand dollars. Yeah, five thousand dollars. That's what the workers see. Bus takes five thousand dollars, but he don't. That worker don't think about it. Those five thousand dollars cover his payment, chemicals, and a lot of. I mean, food for the farmer's family too, because the farmer's mm-hmm. family has like bills too. It's the same. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you got the farmer, but sometimes you take the small piece of cake from the farmer. Well, thank you for sharing your story and your perspective. I think it's important to hear from people like you because you've seen all the sides of it, the growing the food, the doing the, you know, being a worker, being an employer, running a business, restaurants, you've seen it all. And so you can bring a much more balanced mm-hmm. take. So I really appreciate you being willing to, to come on the podcast here and, and talk about yeah, all of it. Thank so. you for the invitation. And thank you for giving me this chance to, well, talk for like my like worker side. And those workers can understand when that farm was broke, it's like 10, 20 family affected. Yeah. So it's better. Slow rain. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's better. Slow rain, but always continue. Yeah. And like storm, just in fifteen minutes. No. Yeah. Well, thank you thank for you. for thank being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is the Real Food, Real People podcast. These are the stories of the people who grow your food. 